Well, we're not recording yet, are we? Oh, yeah, I've been recording for like six minutes. You're killing me. You need to. You <laughs> I need, just need, to tell I need us. stuff for the intro. I need stuff for the intro. It's just random crap. We're just shooting the shit now, but we're not really into the. Uh... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do the. All, all uh... you need for the intro is, is what I posted on Facebook. What'd you post on Facebook? Oh, you God, didn't you didn't goes. see my share of Brian's thing that I tagged you in? Was it today? Where I say give give this a listen if you want to hear two grown men and Jeremy Weaver talk nerdy. Wow. <laughs> like, oh my god. Number first is man a minute. Okay. Um bu- 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 bu. Welcome in. <clears throat> Great start. <laughs> uh, welcome to Invite to Party Podcast. It's me, your host, Jeremy. I'm joined, of course, by my boys. Just someone say something. Just say, like, I'm Dave. Uh, uh, I'm Dave. No, I'm Dave. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm Brian. Brian. Um... We're still working out the kinks of the whole introduction thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're only we're on episode. Well, it feels like three instead of four because two was two parts, um, and then we didn't record last week because I celebrated the election a little too hard uh, and lost a lot of money in poker to Brian and Red Dead. Um, <laughs> sure did because apparently the only time I play that game is with the mini game still, uh, even online. So yeah, we're uh, gonna start off with the Mando Minute, which is my new. Well, everything's new, but this is brand brand new segment about the Mandalorian because there's a new episode each week, and I don't want to spend too much time on it, so it's just gonna be a minute uh, ish. Spoiler alert! Yeah, spoiler alert. So if you didn't watch the show, uh, skip ahead. I'll I'll put a chapter in the thing so that you can skip ahead. Um, yeah. So uh, I loved it. It was ridiculous. It was sick. I mm. think it's like. Not that the show is feeling stale or anything, but like they had like a little tiny little world going on with like Mando and the uh, Tatooine and all like the desert stuff. Where he's kind of doing his own thing. And then now it feels like a way bigger part of the universe is like involved, and he's about to like step into something way bigger. Well, uh, which I thought yeah. was really cool because it's like where are they going to go from now? Like literally anywhere. Which is sick. like I like how they're not saving stuff for like the end for a big reveal. Like they, they brought in what they did for this episode and it was fantastic. And I, I agree with the whole thing. And then next episode, we'll see somebody else. Yeah. I, I have one major complaint about this newest episode of Mandalorian. Hmm. It was like 30 minutes long. Oh yeah. 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 It was, it felt like, too short for sure. Wait a whole week, and you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna dig into this feast that's gonna be the Mandalorian," mm-hmm. and it ends up being a snack. <laughs> yeah, especially since the first episode was like almost an hour long. You're really good. I guess it's better, yeah, because it really seemed like there was no filler. It was kind of like as soon as like he got onto the boat, and then the other Mandalorians came, it was like bam, 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 bam. It just kept going. Yeah, like I didn't even there have was no buildup. I just okay that now playing devil's advocate here i'm gonna have another complaint about mandalorian half of the people on that that uh planet were mon calamari mm-hmm. and not one of them warned mando that it's a trap <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> they should have not oh one. my god 
Yeah, they could have. They could have like did that little uh, <laughs> little thing where like it's a. I don't know something else. Uh, I'm gonna cut that out because I'm not funny. Um, uh, <laughs> the only one other thing I didn't really like as much was like I didn't watch the animated shows, so I think like everyone who did was kind of like, "What's your name, Bo-Katan, Right? Yeah. Everyone's like, "Oh, Bo-Katan, Oh my god, that's crazy!" And I'm like, I know who it is, but I don't know anything about like the animated shows, so I'm kind of like, and they didn't really explain who she was. I mean, they were like, she's a Mandalorian royalty that, well, that's what i'm saying they had a half an hour episode we could have had some of that exposition mm-hmm. of hey for all those that don't watch the cartoons because i you know as a star wars fan i haven't uh, i mean maybe it makes me a bad fan or whatever according to some people but like i just never i never really saw the 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 lore of the, the cartoons mm-hmm. uh, but now i feel like i have to go back and watch them so i know the backstory of this character. Um, is it worth the investment? Because like, there's a lot of seasons. When I look at things like that, it's seasons <laughs> of binging. Like, I, don't, I just don't have time for that, man. I, you know, even during the pandemic, I am an essential worker. I have to go to work every single day. Um, that's just not happening. So I feel the same exact way. Like, I'm like, I should have. Wonder if there's like a YouTube compilation where you can watch like all the major highlights or something, or like major like plot the, points. The Cliff's notes of. Yeah, the bridge version yeah. or something. Or even if they had like a hour. I'm sure you could go on the wiki and yeah. read up on the character mm-hmm. or whatever. But I, you know, I'd rather be entertained than feel like I'm doing. Homework. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, study yeah. uh, Mandal- or uh, Clone Wars seasons two through three tonight, and then we're going to talk about the Dark Saber tomorrow. And I thought the oh the really the cool one, oh go ahead Brian my bad the one the one cartoon that um was made by the same creators of Samurai Jack is actually really good. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of dialogue, though. And the, sh- the episodes are really short, like 15 minutes, I think. Yeah, I started watching the one season, and it was, like, over in the blink of an eye. It felt kind of like Dragon Ball Z, where, <laughs> like, they spend half of it on the intro, and then Goku screaming. And then it's like, here's a little bit. And then it's like, next time. <laughs> and the other thing I thought was cool was, like, because I had gotten the impression that Mandalorian was, like, how all Mandalorians are like Mando um, Pedro Pascal. But when she was like, Oh, you're a child of the watch. You're like an extremist terrorist group. I was like, what? That's sick. That's crazy. Like little, like lore tidbits. Like, wait, he's, he's the extremist, like outcast, like no helmet thing. Cause when they took off their helmets, I was like, and they're like, no, no, we're still Mandalorians. <laughs> we just take our helmets off. Cause we're not psychos, but you know, all right. So overall I liked it. I'm really looking forward to the next episode, especially with this little. Uh, I'm threat. glad that they kind of squashed the whole, uh, you know, the child is a genocidal maniac. Right. Uh, you know, everything worked out in the end. <laughs> and they had their little offspring. It's playing within that the That was bowl, really cute. And it didn't try to eat it for that, once. That was so. really cute. I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's it for Mandalorian Minute. Um, bam. First segment down. We're rolling right along, just like that episode. Um, all right. Now I'm going to talk a little bit about what I've been playing this week. Brand new release. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So good. Everything. I love it. I'm thinking about it right now. As soon as this is over, we're done recording. I'm going to be like, all right, dip, bye. And then I'm going to hop on. It's ridiculous. It. Uh, I don't know, for everybody who hasn't played Assassin's Creed, basically... You're a modern day person 
who accesses memories in your genetic DNA or other people's genetic DNA in the case of the last three games. Uh, and you live through their memories, basically trying to figure out where these ancient ancient civilizations, high-tech artifacts are uh, in, a, in a global conspiracy dark web battle against this other corporation called Abstergo, which is the remnants of, or the modern-day incarnation of Spoilers for anybody who hasn't played the first game that was released in like 2001. Uh, the modern day incarnation of the Templar Order, which is like the bad guys, basically. Uh, so I've been playing. This one is based in like Viking era. You play as a Viking named Eivor, either as a girl or a man or a woman. Um, and it's in the Layla arc for anybody who's curious. The third game after Origins and Odyssey. Um it took all the best points of the last two has the really tight gameplay and storyline um, from origins, super good cinematics. They're all really good. Uh, after you do a post assassination in the old ones, you kind of just like sit there and just have a little chat with the guy you just killed. It was really cool. This one, they do crazy stuff. Like you're in a field of like shadows and then they're running from you and they do all this crazy, crazy nonsense. It's ridiculous. Uh, graphics are super good. I am extremely like, I'm almost probably going to slow down playing it just so i can play it on the series x because i just want to see how good it looks because it already looks amazing like when you get in water uh if you're wading through a river the water goes like you're wet only up to the point where you were in the water and then you can like see it slowly dry off and like the the, the lighting's insane the water looks really good in the river um the last one odyssey was like i probably put like 150 hours into it i did everything but it was still like a really huge almost way too big game um just lots of time spending and then at the end i was kind of like all right let's get let's get through this like just grabbing all like the little interesting points but in this one it doesn't specifically tell you what's each so you're like or what little dot is which so you're kind of just running up to a thing and you're like what is this going to be then it has a ton of the stuff that i like from the other ones where it's like little um modern day uh segments where like bridges the gap which is really cool a lot of like little mysteries uh there's like creepy like thing areas called like cursed route cursed areas curse some curse something um where everything turns like really creepy and dark you have to find like this creepy little skull and like destroy it um there's raiding because you go a viking because viking a viking means to raid you go with your raiding group uh which you can like customize and stuff and attack settlements and steal their stuff and like houses start burning down and like all your Vikings like run in screaming and you're like, Oh my God, this is so cool. Like you storm it from the beach. Like you just throw your longboat onto the beach and raid them. Uh, I mean, it has like literally everything that has settlement building from like Assassin's Creed two and three, where you like build parts of your settlement to get different things like trophy hunters and fishing. And you can like talk to people and like interact with them. Um, yeah, I'm just felt like a breath of fresh air after Odyssey, which is like really, it was a good game, but it wasn't, it kind of felt just like an action movie. Like, it was like, I'm a crazy Greek god, I'm just gonna kill everything. This one feels like more down to earth, I guess. Um, yeah, I give it a 15 out of 10, easy. Uh, I'm only like 21 hours in, uh, so I haven't done everything, but I think I just got the last little segment of stuff 
that's added. Like there's a brand new area I just got. No spoilers for that, but it's pretty sick. I was expecting one little mission. And then it was like, oh, by the way, here's this new th- entire new thing to explore. And that's when I got off. I was like, oh, I'm going to pause here because I'm just going to do this for another six hours. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. I don't have any idea what the DLC is looking like. I'm sure it'll be good. It's always good. Um, haven't even met King Alfred, who uh, united the Anglo-Saxons. So that's like, he's not really a bad guy. And you obviously don't kill him. So I'm really looking forward to that. But yeah, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, ridiculous. Everyone needs to play it, even Dave, who hates Assassin's Creed. And now, a brief word I recorded surreptitiously from Dave regarding the 2007 release of Assassin's Creed. And I was like, okay, finally I can get away from all this, like, sneaking around at the speed of smell. And That's the entire game, <laughs> is sneaking yeah, that, Well, yeah. then, then I got... I got a horse and I was like, Oh, finally I can ride to Jerusalem and this will be cool. Mm -hmm. So I took off like, you know, running down the road to Jerusalem, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, like five seconds into, to like trotting my horse down to Jerusalem. uh, Like guards were like, you're not walking. How dare you go faster than walking? And they all started chasing me. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. In the wilds. Yeah. They chase (laughs) you. Because yeah. it's like in the middle of the Middle Eastern conflict, one of the Crusades. Yeah, and then I got man. To that's as far as you got, and it was the the first town 2.0, just <laughs> bigger. And yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah. I... And they lock off sections in that one. The the yeah the if you start the series, you kind of have to like grind like just go through that game as quickly as possible. Um, there is some really good. Oh, parts. and you know that my favorite part of Assassin's Creed is when they take you out of like the past and you get to walk yeah. slowly around. Oh, you like didn't like you're being of... sarcastic. Oh yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, the big, the modern day stuff is the coolest Desmond. Oh, oh man. Oh, it's when so you get cool. to, now, he, to walk little slowly from place to place. And then it's just he's like, talking hey, about in one though. Here's, here's your expedition. Don't and you're like, Oh, wow. Well, that was a lot of fun. So glad I had to walk 20 minutes to this office for that. Oh, yeah. Walk back over That's here. A, I like the the modern day walk, stuff in the walk, first one because walk. it's like in 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 one in the first one though there wasn't much modern day stuff and it was all in that one building. Yeah, but you got to like learn about um, Abstergo and the conspiracy stuff. I like all the modern day stuff. That's what was missing from uh, two, two gets Unity and stuff. yeah, the modern day stuff in that one's cooler. Three's not too bad. Uh, all the stuff, modern day stuff in two is really interesting. With Desmond's arc. Um, the only Desmond I care about is the one that found out it wasn't Penny's boat. Now back to my completely unbiased, non-super fan first look at Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's not a good jumping off point. You don't want to get in there. If anything, I would try Origins again because they like take away... You can like... In the newer ones, it's not just stealth. You can be stealth or like range centric or um, fighting centric, and the combat isn't just how it was in like Assassin's Creed Two, where you wait for them to attack, counter, and then immediately kill them, and then just wait for the next guy to attack, counter, and kill like instant kill. So there's like a crowd of ten dudes, and they're just like waiting in line for you to like parry their sword hit and then just stab them in the throat. 
combat's really good. It's a lot more reminiscent of like Dark Souls, Demon Souls. Not as hard or slow, but like you kind of have to like focus on a person and then take them down. Boss fights are really good. Um, so yeah, if anything, I would I would try out Origins. And the story is really good. One of the best assassins ever. Do you have any questions, as fans or non-fans? What would you want to know about the game that I could tell you? <laughs> when are you going to be done playing it so we can get back to playing stuff together? Never. <laughs> Probably. I, I'm going to say like it feels. I definitely put in 20 hours. So I. They said it's smaller, and it is like smaller map size wise than Odyssey, but it's like chock full of stuff, and there's a there's a bunch of like kind of like side stuff. Like I did like a settlement takeover and it ended up being like a three hour quest chain that was like, had its own like mini story and like mystery solving. So like I had to go, you didn't have to, but like I like went and solved this, like who betrayed who and stuff. It was pretty cool. Um, yeah. So probably another 60 hours, I would say 60, 70 hours. You think so? Wow. Okay. Yeah. And it's not Odyssey. It felt like you're like, okay, I'm like checking my watch, right? Just just driving to the next cave to find the treasure chest, to get it, to check off a little mark. Cool. Got it. Next one, next cave. And then you're just doing it. This one, it's like, uh, what's it going to be? Is it going to be a crazy tree? Is it going to be like an anomaly? So uh, then the, the little like world event missions that are like side missions that don't matter at all, like how you can complete them. Um, they're pretty funny. They're pretty fun. They're like, they're all different so far. Like one, I had to like, get these boxes of poop out of this house. And then the husband was like bathing himself in crap to scare off people. And his family is like, please do something. So you shoot a platform and you don't dunk them into like a, like a river and you wash them off. And then the family's like, thank you, Jesus Christ. And then uh, probably literally, cause there's a lot of Christians in this game. And it is pretty funny when you're murdering people, just like chopping their heads off and arms off and they go flying, which is hilarious. Uh, they're like, the Lord will save me. And then like, he just like smashes his head in with two hammers. Like, mm, Sorry, buddy. Combat is super brutal. It's awesome. And the, the audio effects are ridiculous. Like when you stab someone, it's like, it's super cool. Love it. Were you supposed to clap after <laughs> yeah. that performance? Like, uh, can to you bow like, to me? It's just dead yeah. air. <laughs> All right. So that's Assassin's Creed Valhalla in a nutshell. I probably forgot something. I'm sure you'll cover it in future episodes. I'm sure the main conceit. I like that word for some reason. I said it like eight times today already. The conceit uh, of what we're going to talk about today is games that make us like feel that like kind of like homely feeling like a warm blanket game, like a comfort game. So, for example, like that was my this is my segue. Assassin's Creed is one of the two series basically that make me feel that way, like um, especially Assassin's Creed 2. I really played that game probably five or six times uh, the whole, like the Assassin's Creed two arc, which is three games, Assassin's Creed two brotherhood and revelations. It's cause I, everyone who's played the series knows Ezio is a really good character. Probably the best character in the series so far. Still he holds up uh, really fun. Uh, so I love just like going back to that game and I feel like I've played it so many times. I know exactly what's going to happen and I'm still doing the same things, but it just, I'm like, ah, this is cozy. Than the other one being Halo, but that's like, you know, it's kind of like a little bit of nostalgia, which the Assassin's Creed series is. I guess that's part of the homely feeling, like a little bit of nostalgia because you're like, oh, this is like, you know, associated with a good memory. So like playing Assassin's Creed 2 with my friend Ryan, uh, like in his uh, his basement, just we're like playing the game and then solving mysteries together until like the wee hours of the morning, things like that. 
what about you guys? Do you guys have a a game that you like playing that's like, ah, I'm just like chilling. Just like my cozy little comfort blanket. I don't think I really have one so much anymore. <laughs> um, like the, there was uh, games that like I, I would get every every release and that was like Call of Duty. There was no warm yeah, feelings say, about That's like a love-hate thing. You're like, I fucking hate getting murked by dudes with like 8.0 KDRs, but you're like, I gotta load up the next game. Yeah, but it was like, there was, that was always there, but then when it started going into futuristic combat, I started to kind of lose interest. Um, I tried it again for the World War II one. It didn't really do anything for me anymore, so... Like now, I like Battlefield better. The bigger maps, bigger teams, <clears throat> more objective-based play than just meat grindery, running around in a circle. And like the other one would have been Fallout. Mm. I, I think that would have probably been the closest thing to like that. I'm looking forward to that next release. I, I, it, it's a setting that you know, that you feel mm-hmm. like you know you could just play for hours. Um, but to be honest, 76 kind of killed that yeah, for me. I feel the same way. So, like, now I'm going to be leery. I'm going to mm-hmm. be real gun-shy about the next one. Yeah. Uh, you know, if it's single-player, cool. Mm-hmm. On the plus side, I guess we probably won't have to worry about buying it because it should be a day-one exclusive game pass. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be, yeah, definitely exclusive. So. Yeah, I feel the same way yeah. about that series. Uh, like, the little memory. Like, I think a lot of it has to do with the memories you make in the older games, like 3 and 4 and New Vegas it's like a lot of cool stuff happened. You're like, man, I really like this. And then they uh, felt like your stories. Mm-hmm. You felt invested in it. it. You know, and you had that to look forward to. You knew it was going to be a buggy mess, <laughs> but at the same time, like, like it was, uh, kind of quaint. Yeah. I mean, like you were, you knew what you were getting into with a fallout game. Mm-hmm. That's probably the closest thing I have. I'm, I'm not really loyal to it. Like I, I don't go back and play things again that often. Mm-hmm. I just don't have time. Like I did replay the Ghostbusters when they did the remaster of the 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 Ghostbusters game. Uh, I I played that through again just so I could hear Harold Ramis's voice. Mm. You know, yeah. like they, all the original guys did the the voice work. So like that's a nice nostalgic kick mm-hmm. to to play through every once in a while. But other than that, this is it's on more me. you guys. Yeah, I guess the kind of like the the kind of what's the not allegory. There's another word for it. I can't remember what it is, but like a lot of people like Disney like movies, like into adulthood because like they kind of like, like, I guess it reminds them of their childhood and they're like, oh man, I love these stories and stuff like that. So I guess that's the, the parallel I was drawing was uh, a lot of these games I played like, cause I remember playing Halo on like Christmas morning on like two in the year 2002 and like being like, oh my God, what is this? This is crazy. And then obviously working through there, Halo three and four, et cetera. Um, so just getting that little feeling, and I guess you had a little bit too, where like you're like, I really, I'm looking forward to this release. I like being in this world, and this like game type, like this RPG, and I'm looking forward to like kind of getting that same feeling of like trundling across the wasteland, like not knowing if there's going to be a death claw around the next corner that's going to kill you, and you have to quick load <laughs> your last save, which is probably three hours ago, and you're like, Phew. what about you, Brian? Do you have a cozy blanket game? You look um, like you just got here. You're like, <laughs> where am I? Uh, who are you, people? Um, um, 
I'm kind of on the same page with you with Halo. Um, it's a bit nostalgic for me um, in that sense that, you know, I can always go back to like Halo 1 or 2 and just play the campaign and still get enjoyment out of it. Um, that There's that and then like some of the Elder Scrolls games. Oh, yeah. Like I can go back and play Skyrim and just still get lost in the game that and any of the lego games oh yeah yeah um i don't know what it is like i can pop even if it's one i've completed already like i can pop it in and just like you know run around in some of the you know free play areas like especially in the marvel ones because you know that's open world you know you could just run around and do whatever um i don't know just something about a lego game that you can just pop right into and do whatever you want yeah it's really it's really all i have to say I was thinking about it last night and I was like, cause I just made a little, uh, drew the line between Disney and these games. And I was like, is it just a childhood thing? And then I thought about black flag, which is the only other Assassin's Creed you played, which is really good. And I have really strong, good memories attached to that. I played that a couple of times again over fun little story. And I played that when I was 20, like four or five, something like that. I think 24. Uh, and I, I just love playing that game. I think it's a lot to do with, stuff going on at the time so it was like christmas time literally warm and fuzzy uh talking to a girl i liked you know everything is going good uh same thing with Assassin's Creed 2 just that that warm fuzzy memories associated at the time and also i think the music a little bit because i was playing valhalla last night and there was strings music and like celtic like strumming and like celtic singing and stuff and i was like oh it's so warm and fuzzy like it's just the music, and then Assassin's Creed Four is Celtic music. I think, well, there there is another honorable mention. I think I'd like to throw out there: Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two. Oh yeah, um, not the new remaster. I do have the new remaster, and it does definitely hit on all the uh, the nostalgic feelings. But I used to hang out with my friends back then, and you know, yeah, I can agree uh, with that. Uh, maybe be mentally altered in some way, had an attitude adjustment through some chemical means, and then played some. Uh, uh... Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Drink a lot of soda. Horse for hours. Drink a lot of soda. That caffeine alters your mood. Yes. Man, I know yes. what you mean. Some very high quality caffeine. Um, <laughs> Some dank caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> the dankest of caffeinated beans. Oh, yes. yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like that. That's definitely like one and two. We play horse for, for hours. There may or may not have been like a lot of mac and cheese eaten, a lot of. Mm-hmm. Doritos. Oh yeah, Doritos. That's the gamer, gamer but, official sponsored <laughs> drink of gamer or uh, food of gamers. Mountain Dew and Doritos. There's definitely some nostalgia there for those. Um, now that I'm older and don't partake in said uh, Soda. things anymore, it does not have quite as much uh, of a, a kick as it probably would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, it was nice to revisit that with the remasters. They're really well done. They look beautiful. <laughs> And the level design and everything is exactly like I remember it from way back then. The only difference is now I suck at the game. Like, I just can't do what I used to do on it. That's, that's why I didn't pick. That's why I didn't. That's yeah. why I haven't played the uh, remasters my, because my I was old like, can't quite do the dolly to the three sixty pop shove it anymore. <laughs> but it's still fun. It's still yeah, fun. I was always trash at those games. Coming back, uh, not coming back. Something is literally coming back to me. Uh, playing Gears of War. Uh, with my friends like Ryan and Tony, um, and then a sort of other people, 
like in his house for like just hours on end uh doing a different sorry mom doing a different like kind of chemical uh, enhancement uh you know <laughs> some little tobacco sorry mom don't don't spank me um uh yeah just hours is doing that, that. needs to be clipped yeah. <laughs> whoever's listening oh. to this that needs to be clipped um uh, doing just that for or the game <laughs> just doing the game for just hours and hours just playing and then just hanging out man that was cool kids have a good they have all that time to just do whatever they want just game for hours yes. doing nothing i mean we still do that but then it's like you gotta do other stuff too the real life sucks we need another uh lockdown halo halo has that uh has that for me because of the um we would we would get together for the releases and go and do the midnight launches at GameStop and and then we would do land parties and so like it just it was that playing playing those replaying those games brings those feelings back for me so um, and that's so that's where really I went wrong the, I, yeah. I didn't have an Xbox growing up I was PlayStation. So like when you guys were like, ah, I love Halo so much, and I'm like, I've never played Halo, and you guys are like, what? That's because like this generation was the first generation that I had. Growing up, I Xbox. had both. I had PlayStation Two and the original Xbox, and then PlayStation Two was the last PlayStation that I've played. So I play PS3. I just I, I I couldn't do it back then. Like now, I have both systems, but I'm in a little bit different place than I was. Back then, <laughs> back then, back then, it was my parents buying stuff for me. So yeah, same thing with Halo. I feel a bit of the same way, but also a little bit of the. I just love the lore and the universe. It's ridiculous and hello, it, it's cool. Yeah. Um. So like the new releases, I get excited for that, especially since you know I feel like three was a really good bookend to the the first like arc, Halo four through five, and then mm-hmm. Infinite feel like their own separate thing. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, they did. And four came out when I was in college. Yeah, senior year college, I think. Yeah. yeah, not Sea of Thieves. I thought Sea of Thieves would be a little bit of a not nostalgia trip, obviously, because it came out two years ago. But like, because I can't stand playing that game solo. But I know you've guys, at least Dave, has played a good amount solo just to get stuff out of the way and things like that. Yeah, but, it's never been a, like that's more about the company that you keep while playing it than yeah. the game itself for me. Uh, well, I mean, I'm a completionist, and, and I want to finish and get everything in Sea of Thieves, but at the same time, I'm not going to do it by myself. Um, if I'm really hard-pressed to do it, I'll do an open crew and let some rando join me, and whew. hopefully they'll, they want to do the same thing. But uh, the, the, the few times that I've done that, it's not gone that way. <laughs> yeah, not ideal. <laughs> No, uh, for for me, like the like, like I said before, the the game has the perfect amount of downtime in between, like right. islands and in between action for us to hang out, and it's directly responsible for this right here, what we're doing now, because mm-hmm. this is in between islands. We could have called this podcast "Sailing to the Next Island," <laughs> and it would have been the same thing that it is right now that's true i guess i gotta do i'll give cth a little credit this is just actually going to turn into a cth podcast because every single episode segues <laughs> naturally into that well, that's part of the reason i didn't bring it up because i had talked about it the last you know well i mean it's yeah it's it's why we're here that game is why we're here but i do like the feeling of being on the ship that's kind of like warm and cozy like i hate playing on brigs and sloops because like 
the galleon feels like home because we spent so much so much hundreds and probably a thousand plus hours on the galleon just like being there it's like ah especially when you're i'm sitting on the poop deck steering ships in the rocks um i just like it feels comfortable yeah yeah, you should you should have been there with uh with us when Dutch got on. Oh yeah, time. we didn't do what does Brian look like today? That's your wheelhouse. Yeah, we gotta I'm play not that clever. game. Uh Brian looks like he should be leading a charge with Pickett <laughs> at Gettysburg. I thought you were gonna go a different direction. I thought you were gonna say he looked like a proud boy because that's been in the news from the the hundred, mm. the million maggot well, we were, we were march. Go no, just, <laughs> you're like leading the charge. Just like, Saying oh, I look no. like uh, like Robert E. Lee or Ulysses S. Grant or something. I was thinking more James Longstreet. Oh, what okay. are you talking about? Who's that? Civil War general. Civil War, South. dude. It's uh, it's 2020. <laughs> All right. World War II is where it's at. All right. Listen, the, uh, I mean, those who do be... not remember the past are doomed to repeat it. And we are days away from the next That's Civil true. War. So yeah, you I was should probably say, we're study about, up. We're about close to another one. Yeah. It's going to win again. No. It's a war of ideologies. <laughs> there, there won't be another Civil War. It'll it'll be too messy. The North remembers. I feel like the South. Anyway, I'm going to stop. <laughs> That's, <something different. laughs> That's a different podcast. Um, yeah. So, all right. We can just wrap it up now. Invite to the Democratic Party. Is that the next podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn, I see. Oh God. I hope people don't think this is a politic uh, or political. I don't podcast think they would hear name. this tiny child Jeremy talking. They're like, "This is clearly not an informed political person pundit." They just turn the turn the the channel or skip to next podcast. There's no channels. Uh, I need to pee really quick. So <laughs> I'll be right back. I'm gonna leave this in this uh, uh, make hopefully sure awkward silence. Oh. <laughs> Let's just talk we'll, we'll mad talk. shit about Jeremy while he's taking it. Exactly. This. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully he didn't mute his mic so everybody can hear that. That could be the like, the new beginning of the podcast. <laughs> just just yeah. splashing. Yeah. Just invite to party and then. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would be great. I had a lot of fun playing Battlefield last night. That was fun. It was. It was. So, this is the first time I ever played it. Four people. It's the same problem we have with Sea of Thieves. Four yeah. people. Four people. At least Stan could get into the game with us. But like, it just it just sucks to not be able to have squads bigger than four. Uh, well, we could just you know the controls are easy. Kick to pick Jeremy up. out. Like really, we could just have Stan and his kid. Wesley, we'll give him a little shout out. Hi, Wesley. He was playing really well. He was doing really well last night. Yeah, he was. A lot better than Jeremy. Kind of garbage. It's like 37 and 9. Although, Dave's going to kill me because he'll be like, it's objective based? Uh, You little asshole. No, we were all playing the objective. How about you stop getting kills? The only time we didn't really play the objective as much was we should have been pushing B harder on that last map. Nobody was really running in with us. We were just running to get slaughtered. Mm. We just didn't have enough bodies going in. Yeah. Did you listen to the intro on the uh, the most recent one? What? A podcast. Oh, the, the episode no, three. Yeah. I spent like at least forty minutes on it. <laughs> I don't like listening to myself talk, man. I hate my voice. I, I I sound like an idiot. I mean, I am an idiot, but. I almost want to make you listen to it right now so I can get your impression. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, episode three? Is that? Yeah.
<laughs> it's pretty good it's... I just like like the part where Brian's like I haven't played it I haven't played it I haven't played uh, it I, I love this like you're about to have a recipe show on NPR fucking music that you have playing in the beginning of our podcast what is this like, hello and welcome ro- today we're going to be making zucchini bread um, royalty free is it royalty free stuff Is yeah uh, I bought it a license uh, did you pick it because it was NPR so I can't use it in commercials no, I, I picked it because the vibe. I listened to like a bunch of clips for like probably not terribly long, like half an hour, and then I just liked it's like chill, low, not lo-fi, but like kind of lo-fi. But it's like, uh, just, all I'm know, saying just is you could have went with something a little hype, hype the audience a little bit. Like by the time they're done listening to the theme <laughs> song, they're all snoring, and nobody else can hear the podcast yeah. over there snoring. Yeah, so it's kind of like there. a domino effect of snoring and then more people fall asleep. And I'm then... getting the brainwaves, you know, into the vibe. Cause if we get start off too hype and then we start with Brian going, I didn't do any preparation for this. <laughs> uh, they're just going to be like, mm. or me boring everyone with uh, my impressions of Valhalla. They might, they might not, uh, they might not listen if they hear me say I didn't do any prep for this because they're like, Oh, it's one of those podcasts. <laughs> it's a bunch of idiots. <laughs> a podcast of idiots. That was actually an alternate uh, on the list of names for the podcast. A podcast, a podcast of, of idiots. idiots. Or I didn't even prepare for this. <laughs> what are we doing today? <laughs> um, is it more, do you feel the comfort kind of thing more with like, movies or tv shows like maybe like because you're obviously a fan of uh like clerks and things like that oh that yeah old clerk universe, for sure clerk yeah there's universe. definitely Does that give you like the nostalgia definitely more nostalgia and, and uh you know that sense with 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 movies for sure uh movies have always been a big deal to me mm-hmm. um certain ones uh like ones that grab my attention i go all in on i mean i have a whole house full of ghostbuster stuff you know so that's definitely something that reminds me of childhood that you can revisit over and over and doesn't get old i've seen it in the theater 30 times i like especially over the years of the re-releases and everything so the cartoon which is amazing uh you know but then there's other stuff like you know clerk small rats chasing amy dogma jane silent bob strike back you know even Tusk, Yoga Hosers, you know, Cop Out. I like Cop Out. Like, uh, Dog, uh, not Dogma, uh, Mallrats is one of those movies that I can just put in and watch anytime. Oh, yeah. I don't know I, what it is about it. It's just one of those movies that, like, like it kind of, I, I guess it's the, the one movie of his movies that I can most relate to. It's the first time I can remember the the term like well, the terminology about bags and boards for comics being uttered in any movie <laughs> you know? like the, nobody was really into the geek culture that way i think like if if they showed a comic book it was usually showing some nerdy kid like think about lost boys the frog brothers yeah. like they bust out the, the vampire comics and lost boys but like they're a joke you know what i mean they end up yeah. being badass at the end of the movie but like they're supposed to be these two weirdos that are down at the comic shop, you know, 
nobody was referencing bags and boards and having a comic collection or anything like that, or referencing like playing Sega. You know, uh, like he nailed like that zeitgeist better than anybody else at the time because your alternatives for people like John Hughes who were doing you know these these crazy like stereotypical like teenagers like here's the prep here's the jock here's the you know <laughs> but then you you get into like the Kevin Smith movies and it's like I I saw like my friends reflected back from the screen to me yeah you know, so exactly, that, yeah. that represented and that was that was before nerd was cool like there was nobody who was like oh man did you see the new you know marvel comic that just came out i love iron man people were like iron man what, what what's the, that the guy that like presses your clothes like i don't get it i'm gonna throw you in a dumpster now like <laughs> like it was just a different time but he made it cool because like while his, his characters aren't necessarily good role models they do come across as being pretty cool. Like, like Brody is a, like a shit boyfriend. They're realistic. But he comes across as being a pretty cool guy. Yeah. Maybe a little bit obsessed with, you know, superhero sex organs. But other than that, you know. But that's pretty on the level. It's, they're, they're realistic characters. Like, you know what I mean? Like, in, in the, in the, the Marvel Universe, the characters aren't that realistic. Even, like, the ones that don't have powers. You know what I mean? You know, it's just, but in the, the Kevin Smith characters, they're all realistic. There's traits there that you wouldn't find in a character from the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe. Except for that one crossover character, Stan Lee. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. He's, he's in both, yeah. Breaking that wall. Yeah. I, I'm that one mean... of those sad sacks that, like, I've got to meet Stan Lee. Does that and, mean... and the one thing that I got him to sign for me was a DVD of Mallrats. This man has done more for comics, and I have a lot of comics. Wait, you actually did? Yeah, yeah, I got him to sign. Oh, I thought you were saying no. Oh I <laughs> I walked up to Stanley with a DVD of Mallrats and had him sign that. I just because of the you know that's my childhood right there, man. Like I grew up with. With that, that was move. That movie wouldn't be a a movie if without him. You know what I mean? If he'd never existed, you know what right. I mean? There would be no Kevin Smith. But does that mean uh, Kevin Smith's movies are canon in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because he's in both? Well, uh, I, I like to think that that's true movies. because I'm in Jane Silent Bob reboot. So if Mallrats exists in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that means I exist in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There you go. Famous actor Dave. Beep. I'll bleep that out, last name. Uh, famous actor Dave here. Uh, yeah, if anybody wants autographs, uh, you can just send them a request uh, to me on Facebook. Uh, I only charge $35. And you have to supply your own movie. <laughs> and I'll sign it. But uh, we were talking about movies that bring like nostalgia and stuff like that. Um, I would say for me, it's Marvel movies and Pirates movies. Oh, yeah, definitely Pirates. I was literally thinking about Pirates of the Caribbean because I have seen The Black Pearl a bunch of times. I've seen it so I many really times. I really like that movie. Like, I, I, can, I can put it on in the background and just, just have it on and on repeat. Yeah, it's like a fun romp. 
and it has string music. I think that's the key. String music and Celtic, you know, tones. Speaking um, of uh, pirates, dun, 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 I've been dun, dun, dun. I've been replaying this game recently. Oh, Lego! Yeah, see, there we go. It's your nostalgia. Like Lego your, Pirates uh, of the Caribbean. Little, it's your fun trip through memory lane. Yeah, I forget the thread. I lost the thread. <laughs> I'm a great host, by the way. Ten out of ten. Let's do a host review. No, let's not. Um, I vote Ray. Wait, what? <laughs> hey, did someone say my name? You bunch of pieces of shit. <laughs> it over. wouldn't. It would not be a host review. It would be a host roast. <laughs> host roast, Jeremy. That's next episode. If I can't think of something, I can't believe you haven't watched this movie yet. That's that makes me sad. I'm sorry, man. I don't really watch. That's the thing. Uh, most of my nostalgia is relegated to, and like warm fuzzy feelings is pretty much just games the exception of like maybe pies of the caribbean is like one of the couple movies i can watch a bunch of times i really like interstellar that's not really warm and fuzzy though it's kind of like intense yeah it's just a cool movie uh, but it's mostly just games i think part of that is because you help shape the experience like it's not just you're not just watching a movie um you're part of what's going on and you're making decisions you know you might have like only two options, but you're still making a decision and they kind of like trick you into thinking you have more yeah. will when you don't. But yeah, mostly just not even shows. I don't really like watching any TV shows except for Mandalorian and a couple HBO shows. I don't really go back ever and rewatch shows. Um, some of them I think I want to like lost. That's a really like, you know, fuzzy feeling. But then you look at it's like the old school TV style where it's like 24 hour long episodes per yeah. season. Which is crazy, and that's just way I've too much time. I've gone through and watched Smallville twice, and there's. I did watch it twice. I, Smallville, because I, I I watched it when it was on TV. Yeah. And I bought I, I I bought it on DVD because there was a, you know that was back in the day before like I had a TiVo or DVR, yeah, so there was episodes oh, that I missed, and I remember one Black Friday they were having like. Exactly. Like seasons were on sale for like five dollars each at Best Buy, and I bought like all of them. And then mm-hmm. I went, and, and that's what we watched every night while we were eating dinner and stuff for a while. And, and I and I did the same thing with Supernatural. That I I haven't mm, done. That is... seems like such a like I was just talking about this yesterday. That's like a, it's like trying to eat an elephant, and I don't have time to take one bite at a time. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah it's, it's so that's many a, seasons a big reason why i don't watch a bunch of other tv shows that i know are like really good it's because it's like you look at it and it's like i gotta go i gotta do all that it's like a mountain you're like i gotta climb that mountain uh, well, it's super, a lot easier just to hit baby. power just, on my xbox and play a game with you guys <laughs> yeah. yeah especially now i mean you would think that during the pandemic like it'd be the perfect time to binge watch tv but that just increases that feeling of isolation and like boredom I, in me well I mean, I did do that when I wasn't playing games during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, but I, what I'm saying is like, it, but I watch it's a little different. Stuff, like, you know, you know status is like quo. I I would be you know binging some shows with cat and stuff on weekends, right? But we'd also be going out to friends' houses and stuff. So now, like, the alternative to to binge watching shows or whatever you're gonna do at the house is the only way I get to talk to you guys is you know online. Uh, we're not hanging out, especially now that somebody had to move to Georgia. I don't know who that was. <laughs> but 
Jeremy. I thought you were going to come at me for playing Valhalla all week again. Yeah. <laughs> it's a redirect at Brian. Let's focus on Brian here. Yeah, why'd you move? No, I'm kidding. Um, do you have anything more to say about comfort blankets? The only thing I'd say is that, like, you know, watching Clerks, small rats chasing Amy growing up and stuff, um, being able to, you know, a couple years ago, drive down to New Orleans and be in the movie of the director who means a lot to me, like having the perfect opportunity to be able to be in the movie, spend a week on set, you know, be in New Orleans, like... <laughs> It was a lot of fun. And even when we did the Red Bank thing, that was fun too. So like now that like like this movie means even more to me. You know what I mean? So so it's not just the warm and fuzzy, but now I have all the memories associated with going down there to be in it and all the friends that I made while I was down there and all the friends that I already had because of the fandom that met down there to be in it. You know, like all of those things are just kind of together into one big thing. So so that director literally changed your life yeah uh, yeah i guess yeah, yeah definitely for that's crazy because i i've been going to his events since 1997 so me and dave then, met at the uh well we didn't meet there but like that's we were we both went to the uh the red bank um comic book men thing yeah and i waved at him i saw him i was like hey and he was yeah. like hey. there was a lot of people there yeah the world record uh, when we hit the Guinness World Record for most Jay and Silent Bobs on a comic book man. All right, so this topic's kicked. I'm tapping it out. Let's go play some Battlefield. I'll tap you out. That's a different podcast. What? Uh, uh, what? Um, man, yeah, I didn't realize you guys are both just such cold-hearted bastards. <laughs> No nostalgia. No I comfort. Think, I think the the problem, the difference between you and me, is like games on Christmas morning for me were definitely not on any system that you've ever played on. PS one. Oh no 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 no! I didn't have a PS one <laughs> until I was living on my own. No, I had I had a, a, a an Apple two GS. I had uh, a ColecoVision. Did it have a screen in it? What's that? That had a screen, right? Like a monitor yeah. built in? Well, no. It, okay. it was I wasn't sure. Like Monitor. It had separate drives, uh, big keyboard. It wasn't Macintosh, like when they had like the all-in-one. Uh, that okay. was later. Yeah. Apple IIGS was, was older. I know I had Gauntlet on that. Um, that might be about it. I don't, I don't know. It was, it was old. Maybe like Carmen Sandiego. I don't know. ColecoVision, which had the the like audio cassettes that games were on, and it would scroll back and forth. Atari, then the Nintendo, and then Super Nintendo, and then anything after that is like living with my parents. You didn't have a GameCube or whatever, not a GameCube, um, Game Boy. Uh, I didn't have my own Game Boy. I bought I bought a secondhand Game Boy with my own money from a friend of mine that got like the the game boy color or whatever the next one was so that was a little bit later never all right i didn't have many games for it i had like uh gargoyles quest a couple others but but that was later and like i never got like a christmas gift of a game boy game because my parents had no didn't know what that was speaking of uh christmas and game boy um i have a little story um i don't remember what year this was but 
my my mom and my dad were never married they were never together while i was alive so like i would spend christmas eve with my mom and then christmas day my dad would pick me up i would go to his house and we would spend the day there so my dad on my dad with my dad i was his only kid on with my mom i was one of three so it was a little more personal with my dad um but there was this one christmas i get over there um and he's like we, you know, we're opening presents because it's Christmas morning and I just got there. Um, and he gets, he, he waits till I'm all done and he's like, there's one more. But it fell behind the entertainment system and I need you to crawl back there and get it. <laughs> I was like, what? You couldn't get this out of there before I came over? You had to wait for me to get my own present? Like, I was so baffled by this, by me having to crawl back there and get it. Um but it was it was a Game Boy, the original Game Boy. And when I opened it, I was so excited. I was like, it did. I, I wasn't like, I was no longer upset with me having to crawl back there to get it because of, of what it was. So um, <laughs> that's just one of the um, stories that I have. It, it was something I'll never forget. Um, previous to that, I had played, you know, NES and Sega and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm going to tear up. Oh, <laughs> Damn, that's cute. Did they put it back there on purpose, or did he legitimately drop it behind the entertainment center? Knowing my dad, he probably legitimately dropped it. Uh, <laughs> there by accident. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so that's our takes on the, you know, comfort blanket games, the movies, shows heartwarming christmas tales that you know just brings to a good place just like being in that i guess it has a lot to do with the universe i'll just be like being in the assassin's creed universe you like you know kevin smith creed creed (laughs) clerk's universe (laughs) kevin smith creed combo it's like boxing creed Um, was an excellent movie it was michael b jordan yeah he's the man wasn't bad either michael if you want to be on the podcast (laughs) absolutely Uh, you can stay with me in my bed I'm going to delete this. That's fine. Anyway, what? Um, He's a very handsome man, all right? Look, you can't deny it. But yeah, so uh, thanks for joining us in our party. I'm glad you accepted our invite. I'm going to keep switching it up till I find something that's just corny enough to work. Tagline that works. Just cheesy yeah. enough. I'm glad you accepted our party invite, friend. No? All right, I'll figure it out. Yeah, so if you want to hear more meandering tales that eventually turn to sea of thieves you can subscribe to us on the various platforms um so far still spotify apple podcasts and all those subsidiaries probably youtube i'm gonna do that one next and google get those search results up um the best thing you could do to help us out is give us a rating well i was gonna say even if it's zero but just give us a five please um i need to put food on my table or my children will starve uh, and don't, yeah, don't forget to subscribe to, to Jeremy's OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is going to be a big ticket item uh, coming up. I got a lot of exclusive content for people who um, subscribe to me on OnlyFans. So really looking forward to that. A lot of theme content. The holidays are coming up. I'm talking way too much about this thing I've just made up. Um, <laughs> the other thing you can do to help us out is uh, just tell tell your friends. You know, you're like, hey, this 
dumb podcast with these idiots. Uh, just you know, like Louis listening to this in the background while I take you know a dump or whatever. Uh. <laughs> Join our Patreon. Uh, wear me undies. Uh, sleep on Casper mattresses and Dollar Shave yeah, Club. This, blah oh, blah quip. blah. Get a quick toothbrush. Actually, I do have a quip toothbrush. So if you're interested, quip. I don't even have to lie. I actually like mine. Best thing you do is tell your friends, tell your grandma. I say that every time. She really wants to hear this. She really needs to. She needs to, actually. So she knows what to get you for Christmas. She can listen to our recommendations, which so far are Assassin's Creed, Valhalla, and whatever Dave played on the NES. Um, <laughs> new releases all the Excite time. Excite like for the win. Yeah, so subscribe. Give us a rating. Tell everybody you know. Um, I have an Instagram that I touched once, and I'll get working on it. It's just Invite to Party Podcast, I believe. I could put a... Uh, I'll mention it in the, like the description of the episode. I'm hoping to do stuff more. I was gonna say probably, but I don't know if I will. Uh, I'm hoping to do more stuff with that, more clips, um, little little BTS stuff, like things that I cut out that I still think are funny. Mostly just Brian's noises he makes in the background while other people are mm. talking. <laughs> Classic. Mm. Um, yeah. So thanks for joining me, Jeremy, uh, and your boys, Dave and Brian for an episode of Invite to Party. Bye. Later. Peace.